Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. David Cobb is the Commercial Appeals lead sports columnist. The lead sports columnist, the number one sports section in... No, he's not. That's Mark's thing. I'm yeah. out of it. He used to. Uh, yeah, he used, he, used to be to. The, he used to be the... He used to be the Grizzlies beat writer for the Commercial Appeal. Cobb, you can see where my head's at. I, I'm flustered right now because I'm just now coming... I, I'm just so overwhelmed with relief that Kyle Filipowski is going to be okay and he's going to play tonight. And it just made me realize this entire week of insufferable conversation was legitimately inspired by the fact that Kyle Filipowski said he was hurt when he really wasn't. Uh, wow. Yeah. So we've got a dribble handoff coming yep. out on this, by the way, I appreciate the, um, the promotion, I, I, you know, uh, being the lead sports columnist for the commercial appeal, uh, that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, um, anyway. I, I just got into the. I got Mark asked me this morning. He's like, "Are you ever going to change it up?" It's like, no, I just recite it now. And and really, what I was looking at is the sheet where I have my birdies ad. I have I have like the it's Mark's names right there, and so I mm. saw Mark right after it, and I just went right into it. So yeah, set <laughs> a habit. Yeah, that's that's like I know what is I'm like uh, Ron Burgundy. I just read off the teleprompter. Yeah. <laughs> Anything you put, like I'm just gonna read it. Well, uh, yeah, but the the Filipowski thing, man, it is it was um, peak Duke. Peak, peak Duke. Duke. Peak Duke. Exactly right. My my take on all this is that we are overreacting. No way. I don't know if y'all have seen like all these um, Photoshop tweets. You know, uh, Seth Greenberg had all these recommendations about how to deter court storming, and now people are saying. Yeah, we immediately decapitate the chancellor of the offending university, yes. and uh, you know, let's uh, let's find the students a uh, hundred thousand dollars a piece uh, if they get on the court and all this stuff. And uh, yeah, we're making way too big of a deal of it. And the only reason we are is because it involved Duke and Kyle Filipowski, and because a few months ago it involved Caitlin Clark, uh, Iowa. And, and uh, also, it, I'm a Caitlin Clark guy, but I can also look in the mirror and go, she flopped. She did. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand why it's so hard to admit that. I know. And I, I feel that Kyle Filipowski certainly embellished. No that way. I know. So. Well, no, the best part was they couldn't even keep the lie straight on Saturday. First, they're saying it's the knee. Then it's the ankle. It's like, what is it? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, the whole thing. Is, I mean, Wake Forest could have done a better job of uh, managing that situation. The kids so, like, jumped sure. the gun. The, what got left out of the whole discussion, the reason why it was a problem, in my opinion, they ran on the floor with still when the clock was still running. Yeah, there were yeah there was point one when well, it was like point seven when the first guys hit the floor. Right. Yeah. So I mean, we got to do a little bit of a little bit better job on the contain there. 
But uh, I, there's a way to, to still storm the court in college basketball and have people not get hurt. So I think we need to look at like what Iowa State did a few weeks ago when their students rushed the court after they beat Kansas. And it was like very orderly. They had them all funneled in the same direction. Let's go get their plan and implement that. Because the last thing we need to do is make college sports more like professional sports. Bingo. And the <laughs> the only thing you're going to do, uh, the only way to deter this permanently is to move the students uh, to the upper deck or kick them out entirely, right? And let's not give athletic directors that idea because they could sell the, the student section um, for $3,000 a pop to the alumni and, and make a lot more money doing that. So, uh, what, you know, we're, we're only one one bad idea away from that happening. So I just, anything that makes college sports more like professional sports is, is dumb and, and shouldn't be done. And all these ideas that we're seeing, that's exactly what they do. Yeah. There's a couple of things on it. Number one, it is amazing how dumb we get with our ideas. You know, the number one way to ensure that kids will keep doing something is tell them not to do it. <laughs> like you, like I think back to when Ole Miss would play the from Dixie with love. And they, there would be the chant, the South will rise again, which was no lyric in the song. And they would, like, everyone's like, if you don't knock it off, like, we're going to take it away. And then they finally sent out, like, an ultimatum. It's like, this is the last game if you don't, if you stop saying it. It was, like, thunderous. You know what I mean? Like, it's it, telling college kids not to do something just piques their interest. Like, that just, that speaks to 18 to 22-year-olds. So that's a dumb idea to begin with. And then secondly, you know whose opinions I don't really care about on this? I don't really care what Duke thinks. I don't care what Kansas thinks. I don't care what Alabama football thinks. And that when Greg, everyone's doing the Greg Byrne thing and take away a conference home game, it's like, okay, buddy, you vote for that. Like, you put your name on that. Like, and it's just, but it's like, you know, the schools that get the field and the court rushed on them, guess what? They don't like it. Big shocker. Like, why are we catering to them? Yeah, you see Matt Painter in Purdue. He's been outspoken against it, too. Why? Because they get the court rushed on him. Every time Purdue has lost this season, the court has been stormed. Uh, exactly right. So, yeah, it's, it's no coincidence that those are the people we see speaking out against it. But what makes the court storming special is all the Wake Forest and all the Ole Misses and all the schools out there who aren't the big guys. And then they take down the big guy and they get that moment. And that moment is worth so much more than whatever financial penalty you, you put on it. And so, I mean, sure, let's, let's, let's make and, it more. And I just feel like they're making it seem like it's impossible to control. And it's like, we've kind of been doing a decent job at controlling it for, what, 40, 50 years? Yeah. However long they've been court storming? here's the reality. We still have gotten through it. Yeah. No one got hurt. Yeah, I know. Like, this is the reality. It's just Duke, it's, Duke is a bunch of sore losers. That's the way they've yeah. always been. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, I have yeah. enjoyed our friend of the program, Seth Greenberg. Have you seen this meme? Well, that's, that's what been that's happening? what that's what Cobb was talking about. Yeah. Like it's like shoot the first kid. Yeah, all stormers will be required to attend one Atlantic Ten basketball game. <laughs> double rims, oh, double rims oh, to be installed oh, oh. for the next two home games. Guys, I watched the worst basketball game I've ever seen last night. What was that? So my buddy's been one of my gambling buddies. He's been hot on George Mason, and so we had Mason last night. Mason was playing Fordham. With two minutes to go in the first half, the score was basketball, the huh? score was fourteen to twelve. <laughs> nice, nice. Four, it was <laughs> like a fifth minute, grade game. Correct. <laughs> it, it, by the way, it. I looked up at one point. I was like, I don't even think there was that much scoring. Like, I think they just added. They just arbitrarily added some points. All students arrested and sent to the gulag. Yeah. 
if you court storm or if you participate in a game that ugly. Well, my whole deal on the arrest everyone, okay, we all agree we don't want real law enforcement involved in this, agreed? Like, feels like in... Nas- Nas- feels nationally- like we need them doing right. stu- other feels stuff. Feels like nationally across the board, we could they could be better served. So then what, have the UPD... Does it like what? What are they gonna do? What do you like, give them? You'd, you'd give them. You corral them like cows what, almost, and you give them all citations. Like, That's okay. what you do. But it's stupid. Okay, it's like, stupid. Like, but really, like it's all just stems. I mean, everyone's like, "Well, we've had one incident. We didn't even really have an incident." Well, no, it's like we that didn't. and the Caitlin Clark thing. That's what people point to. And again, that wasn't an incident either. Like, yeah, I love Caitlin, but Caitlin's not the world's greatest loser. Actually, you know what? What might actually be one of the worst ones was the Tulane fan who appeared to hit David Mark, Jones. Yeah. Mark, Mark brought that one up to me. He's like, "Do you remember that?" I was like, "Buddy, I turned the game off at that point." Yeah. Like, I, the last <laughs> was the, a close game down the stretch. Uh, the last two minutes, I was like, "Yeah." I, 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 no, but it got overshadowed because it was the same day as the Caitlin. You Clark know what's thing. way more dangerous? Throwing liquor bottles onto the floor when the game's going on. Where's all the discourse about Texas Tech last night? <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, no kidding. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm over it. I think it's silly that we're trying to take the passion out of college sports. Um, you just got to be ready for it. Like it, it, Kyle yeah. Filipowski was just aimlessly wandering about around midcourt. Like, dude, like you, you, you no, kinda gotta... I told Mark, you know what he was doing? He was sulking because he turned it over and lost the game, the possession before. Right. And then he, he kind of decided yes. to diminish. Well, first he tried to there. first he tried to go full Grayson Allen and trip the first kid coming, and then he kind of like whiffed on the trip, or he didn't he didn't really execute it, and then he ends up getting bumped from behind. Okay, but hey, it makes Duke a villain again. So maybe in the long run, it's it's great for college basketball because for these next this next month. Kyle Filipowski is going to be widely recognized and uh, widely heckled uh, throughout the sport. Well, I, I told Mark, there's no question I have a Coach K hole, a black like a black hole in the shape of my heart, and I'm missing him. John Shire on Saturday, that might have been, because I found myself not being able to really hate him, but when he, when he lectured us just like Coach K would for a good solid 10 minutes to totally distract from the fact that they should have won that game, like, I was like, maybe, maybe. <sighs> maybe he is maybe, the one. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, because part of Coach K at the end, it's like part of him at the end was when he started getting, like, ornery, and that, that made it even better when he would just lecture us. And it's because, and if you you throw in the handshake with Forbes when he has that reaction and then trying to lift his guy off the floor, everything, I was like, maybe. I might, I might be able to get back in. And then the, my, my favorite part, there was this walk-on who was walking off the floor right behind Filipowski. He looked like he was about to cry. Yeah, no, was, you're right. That was, was, yep, that's a good point. He was yelling into the uh, profanities into the, the the Wake Forest students, and like he, he looked like he was on the brink of tears. And uh, It's like, did ooh. nobody ask the follow-up, is perhaps this reaction not what happened to Filipowski? Perhaps is this reaction because, what, they've lost once to Wake Forest in like the last 30-something years? I know, right? And then, and then actually, it's funny. Wake Forest turned around and lost uh, to Notre Dame, uh, which is funny. And then, and then last night, I don't know if y'all noticed this in the Mississippi State Kentucky game. the The broadcast said there was a, an announcement over the PA yep. with like a, like about two minutes left, saying you know don't rush the floor, yada yada yada. And like, no way does that announcement get made if that you know this well not just that hadn't happened. I was watching the end of that game. 
Mississippi State, Mississippi State would have rushed the floor if they oh, won that game. Especially yeah. <laughs> if well, they won that game. The other thing is that I'd like to see uh, brought up, but I've not seen any of the cognoscenti that all s- coincidentally seem to have degrees from Duke. I don't know. I, that, again, may be unrelated. Could be coincidental. The ACC is like the one power league that doesn't have a that doesn't actually have rules in place. You know why? Right. Because like the ACC knows like basketballs where our bread's buttered. Like, hey man, like that's the other thing about this. I don't exactly think it's getting easier to get people into games anymore now that we can watch them all. Like, part of part of this is like get people in the building. Like this, it feels like it's just so counterintuitive to your business. Yeah, exactly. I mean, those court stormings are, are worth a fortune in marketing. Yes. Uh, and, like, you saw when Tennessee rushed the field after beating Alabama in football a couple years ago, the university president there at Tennessee was like, oh, we'll pay this fine every time, you know? Yeah. And uh, I've never said, heard an athletic director. Well, now, they, they may do it, like, when they're talking out of both sides of their mouth, but when you go up to them the day that there's a field storming, they all give the same answer. We'll happily pay this well, fine. And it's not just that. If, if it's so bad... They show, like ESPN, show, it's the part of the highlight package when you show the game. If there's a court storming or a field storming, you show the, the you know, the aerial view of everyone out on the on the half, court or the field. Half the time. It's a on, cool visual. Half the time on ESPN, it's one highlight and then 60 seconds of the court storm. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, it, and it's, it is hypocritical because you're right. The ACC is the only one that doesn't find. The, the Big Ten doesn't find until a third offense. So it's actually the SEC that is, like, far and away the most uh, preventative when it comes to this stuff. And it still hasn't deterred it because we saw LSU storm after they beat Kentucky. We saw South Carolina storm after they beat Kentucky. We saw uh, Arkansas storm in November after they beat Duke. So uh, and that's with a one hundred thousand dollar fine, and uh, I mean, so I, I just I just think the whole thing is silly. But I will say this: like I feel like we need to raise our standard for what constitutes a court storming because like you'll see teams and students rush the floor after a game they were favored to win. Sometimes, well, I mean, Wake like, was favored, right? And sometimes you see it like after a win against an unranked team or, or whatever, and it's Man. like okay. Maybe there should be a sign at the beginning of the game. This, it's, you know, like quad one, quad two. We can have like a court. This is a court storm game or a not court storm game. Yeah, here's exactly. the, here's the problem though. Sometimes you run into the examples of like when you've got a an team, emotional one. Yeah, like an the, emotional an exorcism. Court storm. Like we've lost to this team for twenty five straight years, and but I feel like that has to that factors in. Maybe we need a committee, just like the NCAA tournament selection committee, you know, to factor I'm it fine. all in. No, I'm fine. A court storm committee. This is a court storm game. This is not a court storm. Game. I don't want. More. And then everyone can prepare properly ahead of time. I don't want more committees. <laughs> I want, I want, I, I will volunteer. No we payment. We can put Jay Billis and no, Seth Davis no, on it. No, absolutely not. <laughs> I will volunteer. I will be, I'll be Commodus. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Okay. You know what I mean? Like there before the game, it's either thumbs up, thumbs down. Mm-hmm. And then it's simple. Like that. you got to abide by that. And then if you don't abide by that, then we can start discussing the firing squads and arresting everyone, all these other <laughs> ideas. It is funny that amid all the other crises in college sports right now, just with like everything, yeah. that court storming. Yeah, it's like we can't done. figure guys, out how to pay guys. these guys. Duke lost to Wake. That's really <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. happened. Like that's this is what is driving me insane. It's like Duke lost to Wake, and we've got to have a national discourse about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, By the way, you, you mentioned Kentucky. Uh, I'm going to lose so much money on them the rest of the year. I, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't watch press conference. I assume Cal has moved from these kids to my guys because <laughs> I 
I'm liking I'm liking his guys right now. Well, it's it's uh, hot and cold, man, because they they can go out and lose at LSU and then turn around and score 117. The LSU, fl- the LSU one's a fluke. Like, what are the odds that ball winds? They got the initial stop, and the, what are the odds that ball doesn't go out of bounds and then lands perfectly in that guy's hands with just enough time for him to like float it up in? That was fluky to me. Kentucky won't be able to win three games in a row in the NCAA tournament. I can yeah, see them. Their guards are so good. Oh, Jeffrey. Their guards are so freaking good. To your point, Jeffrey. Listen. These he called them my guys. Yes. He actually called, yes. He said, I'm telling you, he didn't say my guys. He goes, You you just stick with guys as long as you can, which is what I do. Not kids. Not kids. No. I'm telling you, the the switch has been flipped. <laughs> he did call them guys. There are no kids referenced in this. He did say and they're very young, but he didn't say kids. Part of their problem was they had been so horrific on defense. And I'm not saying they're good on defense right now, but they are they're better on defense in that like they're getting they're playing more like cheater defense. They're just going for blocks and steals and that's creating like easy offense for them. And then they have so many guards that can score. I just I just find myself I, I'm telling you, like they're going to get knocked out in the first round, and I'm going to have a ton of money on it. Well, they're, they're fun to watch. So, in that sense, they're more interesting and exciting than any Kentucky team has been in the last three or four years. Uh, the way more interesting. I've got like four of their guys in my mock draft today, including Reed Shepard, who should absolutely be like a top ten pick, if not a top five pick. So, I mean, they're they're interesting. That that's more than you can say for most of the the recent John Calipari teams. No, I, th- I think that's more than fair. And then, of course, tonight we got a big one, Tennessee and Auburn. I was doing some research because, again, maybe perhaps gambling inspired. Bruce back in Knoxville, I didn't realize he's only been – this will only be the seventh time, and he's been there since 14, 15. So mm-hmm. we're going on 10 years. He is only 2-4 and four against the Vols when he returns to Knoxville, but he is 4-2 and two against the number. What do yeah, we think? I mean, uh, Auburn's not been playing great. Lately, like they they've kind of been fading, honestly. So they have halves. Like I feel like I feel like when every time I watch them play, they'll they'll have a half that's well, good and then a half that's uninspired. Well, here's the question for you, based on this game. Like I'm looking at national championship game winner odds right now, yeah. and obviously UConn, Houston, and Purdue are the top three. Looking at this on Vegas Insider, Tennessee's got like in some places has the fourth best odds to win the national championship. Do you believe in this Tennessee team yet, Cobb? Not as a team that deserves the fourth best odds when you're talking about a program that's never reached the Final Four before with a head coach in Rick Barnes who has a track record of underwhelming in March. Tennessee's probably the most likely national title contender in the SEC, but there's some other teams out there that I would put ahead of them in terms of the the betting pecking order outside of Houston, Purdue, UConn. I mean, I would put Arizona, Iowa State, North Carolina, uh, maybe Marquette ahead of Tennessee, just because I mean it's, it's it's Rick Barnes and it's March and there's just a certain certain hurdle you got to overcome there mentally before you can really believe they're going to make a run. And I should say, not every book has. Yeah, it. some books. Have now, it. I would also, I guess, I'd counter by saying, when we get past those three, I don't know who I'd put. I don't even know who I'd put fourth. Like if you wanted to, if you, yeah. like, because to me it's like with Arizona. I mean, Tommy Lloyd better thank his lucky stars that Purdue happened last year. Like the like, and he has very shaky tournament performances. Like I, I remember we were on the air and I told well, just him, two right two the two he's the, only been he's there, only so two years it's right? only, it's, but it's 
it's it's they, not it, been last good. year he advanced, but he got lucky right in the first no. round. Oh, no, was they last... lost to Princeton. Oh no, it was two years ago yes. they advanced, but got lucky to advance Correct. and then lost and then in lost the second it. round. Yes. And then yes, you're right. I remember watching it in the Columbus so hotel like, room. I'm don't. I'm not super like thrilling them. It's like yeah, Barnes has disappointing exits, but he has been to a Final Four. Like, and I don't. Do you really trust Iowa State's offense? No, I mean, it, it is wide open, 4 through 20. I mean, there's, there's a good value to be had all the way down at, like, 15, 16, probably on that odd sheet because this is another one of those years where you're most likely going to end up with a 3 or a 4 or a 5 seed in the final four. So, I mean, you keep going down yeah. that odd sheet, you, you can get a good a Like, good Kansas set. healthy, do they really have less of a chance than Tennessee to go to the final four? Well, that, I mean, Kansas could be a good value play because if they've got Kevin McCuller in the lineup, I've, Kansas to me is basically like an NBA team right now that knows they're going to make the playoff, and they've just sort of mailed it in on finishing the regular season strong just to try to gear up for the postseason. Because Kevin McCuller could play if he absolutely had to, but he doesn't play last night against BYU. That's why they lose. But you get to the postseason, if he's just close to 100%, like they're a national title contender. So, I mean, there, there's – good parity beyond that that first three. But when it comes down to me penciling in who I'm going to pick to win the national title on Selection Sunday, it's going to be real difficult to pick somebody outside of that Houston-Purdue-UConn group. Yeah, I'm with you. Cobb, we appreciate it, buddy. Thanks, David. Thanks, guys. David Cobb of CBS Sports. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.